Transmissions from the Dark Side is a tongue-in-cheek look at anthology horror, covering adult themes and concepts in very childish ways. Parental guidance suggested. This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side. A collage. A lack of sleep. Freddy? He's a nut. Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of seminal 90s horror anthology, Monsters, and reporting it back to you. I am Matt Noss. With me at the table, my two best friends in the whole wide world. Why, if it isn't Matt Rose and Jen Hansen. Hey. hey. How are you both this evening? Oh, so well. Maddie? Fine. Good. <laughs> Good <laughs> answer. This, I thought Jen would answer for me, so. If this is your first time joining us, what we do around here is celebrate anthology horror. We are watching Monsters, and it had a different scary story every week. And tonight is no exception. We are watching an episode from Season 2 called Perchance to Dream. It is customary around these parts that we guess what this episode is about. Based on title alone, we call it the Dark Side Guess. Who would like to go first? I can go. Constance Perchance is a romance novelist with a big problem. Her landlord is giving her one week to make up her overdue rent, or he's telling the cops about all of the zombie corpses she has writing her novels. Wait, they're not good novels, so she doesn't have rent money. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. 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 Many, uh, okay. Uh, no, no, no. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Uh, perchance to dream. Chance Percival had the ability... <laughs> To see into other people's dreams. He had made a cozy living helping people move through chronic nightmares and recurring dreams until the day the reclusive billionaire Vincent Schiavelli knocked on his door. Now Chance was embroiled in a conspiracy involving Area 51, Three's Company, the Shriners Convention, and the dog that played Eddie on Frasier. Now Chance had a nightmare of his own from which he could not wake. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Perchance to dream. To sleep. Perchance to Dream is one of Billy Shake's greatest hits. But where did it come from? Would you be surprised to find out a cool Dracula? (laughs) Unfortunately. None of these guesses are correct. So, Jen, please hit us up with the sweet deets. Sweet deets. Cool Dracs. I was was going to say, we have not nearly paid enough attention to Cool Dracula. Cool Dracs. Cool Dracs. What's that Dracula doing? Oh, my God. He's rapid Romanian. Okay, we watched season two, episode 16. Perchance to Dream. This aired February 4th, 1990. Here is the description from IMDb. Hi, MDB. Following a blow to the head, Alex's nightmares appear to be becoming reality. His girlfriend asks a psychologist for help, and he suggests for Alex to enter the dream world and face his subconscious. 
This episode was directed by Paul Boynton. Uh, he was a visual effects supervisor on Ed Wood. Not a ton of credits to his name, which was interesting because he directed the hell out of this episode. Mm-hmm. He was, I, we've seen actors like play to the back of the house and eat the scenery, but it's, it's rare that a director plays to the back <laughs> of the house. He really, yeah, he was it. swinging for the fences. Yeah. Uh, episode was written by Michael Reeves. He wrote a shit ton of television cartoons. Mm-hmm. 15 episodes of the real Ghostbusters and previous Monsters episodes, Sleeping Dragon and Fool's Gold. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Legendary turds. Alex was played by Raphael Sbarge, a featured actor with 168 credits. Oh, wow. Lots of TV shows. He's been in everything. Megan was played by Sarah Buxton, a TV featured actor with many credits to her name. Kenneth Danziger played the, the... Kyle. Kyle, that's who it was. Was that who it was? Yes. Yeah, that was the professor. Okay, IMDb just listed his name. Uh, Yeah, okay. IMDb was weird. Um, Yeah, also a working actor. So glad everybody's working and has jobs. Did they have the thug? They did not. Weird. Yeah. Uh, The cover of the TV book this week was Rich Men, Single Women, starring Suzanne Summers and Heather Locklear. Betty Lou Peterson's Celebrity Questions says, I was dismayed to see Beauty and the Beast kill off Catherine. I'd like to let them know how I feel. Give the name and address of the producers. Robert Hodge. Troy. Uh, and then they give the address. Uh, th- th- she needs to have better questions here. It's, <laughs> it, it's just become Betty Lou Peterson's Celebrity Questions. is just, tell me the address of CBS. <laughs> Betty Lou Peterson, professional Rolodex. (laughs) Uh, The Simpsons, this was episode four, where uh, Homer takes the family to therapy. (laughs) Oh, this is where they're shocking each other? Yes, yeah. Yeah. And hitting each other with the bats. Dr. Marvin Monroe. Yes, that's right. Uh, SNL this week was a rerun, but Arsenio had Farrah Fawcett and Phil Donahue. Oh, man. Yeah. Tales, the episode was An Apartment Dweller Acquires a Roommate. Didn't say the episode, but I believe that's the racist one. Yes, that's the... Oh, God, that one was terrible. A Place of His Own? Yes. Something something like that, that, yeah. yeah. Uh, Roller Games was on, and it had the Maniacs versus T-Birds with special guest Warrant. (laughs) Uh, Cinemax had Howling 4, the original Nightmare. Which it's weird to say it's the original Nightmare when it's the fourth, fourth in the series. Installment. Cool. Uh, you could have also turned to the USA Network and watch Hell Comes to Frogtown. Oh, oh no man. way with uh, Roddy Piper. Yeah. Sweet. And uh, that's about it for some sweet deets. I don't know, guys. I'm kind of bored. Tired again. It's family hour. There must be something on. Oh, look. It's monstrous. My favorite show. Let's watch it. Wake up because the diorama from Beetlejuice is being flown through. The doors from the monster swings wide open. Oh, this is fun. They're starting. This must be an episode about somebody who builds model sets. For real, I thought that this was like a good model Mm -hmm. that someone was building. And then it was like, 
Oh, wait, no, they're going through streets. This is an actual set. Okay, yeah. right. <laughs> oh, this is the HBO feature presentation oh, God, fly through. Oh, God, it is. <laughs> they, cue the Danny Elfman. We fly through a window or a green screen to be shown our main character, Alex, at his desk, feverishly doing something while a book called The Complete... Book, Book of, of Dreams, dreams. Uh, starts to snap at him. It is barking at him like a dog. Can we just talk about the direction overall in this episode? Sure. So how would you describe it? Uh, I described it as, first it just seemed like effects that were straight out of a CD-ROM horror game. <laughs> and then it was just yeah. cutscenes from The Seventh Guest. Uh, I described I it as that. very Land of the Lost. Okay. Because, like, there's a lot of... There's, the puppetry. There is practical mixed with green screen, mm-hmm. and that is Land of the Lost to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it does not look great, but it is kind of working to get I the point across, at least. Considering that a lot of times we get absolutely no direction... In an episode, this was completely the other side. Yeah, of this it. was the other side where it was very involved. It was swooping cameras, yeah, and like heavy editing, and he, yeah, this, he this really went for it. This didn't seem like a monsters episode, to be completely honest. I honestly thought that this could have made an interesting movie if mm-hmm. they had taken if it wasn't condensed into twenty two minutes and terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this the premise def- isn't bad. The premise is pretty good. So we find out about our main character, Alex. His girlfriend, Megan, comes over. It is Megan, right? Yeah. 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 His girlfriend, Megan, comes over and she's like, oh, no, it's happening again. And he's like, it's getting worse. He reveals that he he was bonked in the coconut a couple of weeks ago during a mugging. And he has not slept in so, two weeks. Yeah, in 15 days. So I started to guess, like, is he in a coma the whole time? I Are was we wondering inside that too. of the dream? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because stylistically, the direction of choice is dream-ish. Mm-hmm. They are not anchoring you in reality. So there is a lot of, like, camera askew, peculiar angles, smoke machines, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been a great ending for this if he like went to lay down and then woke up and was in the hospital in a with coma his family with his around. family with his girlfriend or whatever. It's like, you're back. You made it. Instead of her just trying to bed him down. Yeah. Right <laughs> Very odd. Anyway, we've, we've jumped to the end. That's the show, everybody. <laughs> um, all over the place tonight. Sorry. The room is scattered with wonderful posters. We oh, got like, like two Nina, Nina Cherry posters. posters? Yeah. Two? Don't you get tough with me. And he's like, I won't. I will buy two of your posters. <laughs> There's a Paula Abdul forever. Your Only girl. one oh, as far as we Yeah, I she was on the, the other wall. Abdu- oh, wow. But yeah, the Nina Cherry. I was like, ooh, yo money man. Win my love. That sweetness you've been thinking of. We always hang in a buffalo, buffalo stance. <laughs> But Not don't romance. get tough with me. Um, okay. He mentions a softball uh, trophy. Softball that is trophy. Well, and so, okay. 
Where uh, where exactly are they? I oh, mean, I know oh, they're in Boynton. We did not talk about them being in Boynton University. University. Uh, the director's last name is Boyington. So, so he wink. obviously made all the models. Yeah. Uh, but, but I mean, I is know that we're in the university, room? but yeah, is this a, a dorm? I mean, they, they this look, dorm room is bigger than my house. Yeah. Like they look like they're all graduate students and like the fucking professor is just next door, like walking the halls. No, like are, are we in like graduate housing right now or something or. Because I know that it they had looks, like apartments in Western the for, look of for it graduate was, students, but it it looked like it was supposed to be a dorm room, but it was a gigantic dorm room for some yeah, reason. A, a gigantic dorm room made of brick and the stuff. The whole thing looked like a stage play. For mm. all of the effects and stuff going on, it was acted like it was a stage play. Mm. A not good one. Definitely, <laughs> definitely not a good one. The it's another one where. There's a lot of moments in this where they let the effects chew this chew the time of time of the episode up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. truly, is the story is a man is trapped in his own dreams and has to confront his nightmares to to get home. Yes, mm-hmm. that's the whole the thing. And they're like, "Well, how do we get there? Um, well, we could show a slow mo of a wall bursting open. Perfect. Perfect." <laughs> Uh, how how slow are we talking about? Very oh, slow. Make painfully. it as slow as you can, yeah. Painfully slow. Like, you're going to see a rubber gun fly out of... <laughs> Eventually, Megan does go, let me get Professor Kyle. Mm-hmm. And and Alex is not into it. Guys, we got to stop you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> We are hanging out by a thread. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't stop. I, I, I keep covering my mouth. I'm thinking well, that I'm being you're not sly. I know. No, I know. No. I'm sorry. The microphone's picking it loud and clear. Oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> All I'm hearing is... Let's think about the episode. I'm sorry. No problem. I mean, it's just our show, guys. Um, Megan says, "I'm going to get Professor Kyle. He's a he's a quackpot. He's a he's a, 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 a he's a nut. He's a he's nut. A, he, I wrote that he's a quack. So yeah, yeah he, he's a crackpot. He's a quack. He's a quackpot. He <laughs> is into paraphysical." Yeah, he, he he has a master's degree in psychology, and also he's an expert in blah 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 blah. Just go get the. Nerd. Which you could have known. <laughs> you don't even have to mention that because he comes in with a foreign accent. <laughs> they basically were like an undefined accent. <laughs> we need an explain away robot. Let me go grab him. <laughs> because... well, did somebody need someone who was just studying Carrie Fisher's accent at the beginning of a new hope? <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> while he while Megan is out of the room and Alex is alone in it, we get the weirdest version of Hot for Teacher I've ever seen. <laughs> where he has like a nun who's, who's slapping her hand with a ruler while he does a while a projection of himself as a greaser. Yeah, I guess so. His hair's like slicked back and he's in a white t-shirt and he's He looked at younger. The board. He looked younger. 
I don't know. I just let's just keep going. And he is solving a problem, and she is there wrapping her ruler, and then they disappear. But then, probably my favorite cut of the episode. Oh, the the giant nun arm comes through the window. Well, before that. It is her face in the window, superimposed in the window, and you just hear again. They're like, "We got twenty-two minutes, and we have, we have really wasted tape here. Can you just play the nun saying Alex in slow mo? Sure, <laughs> no, nope. You know the uh, the cars you might think video would have been a lot better if Rico Casey was doing uh, <laughs> slow mo in it throughout the entire thing. Um, I at this point am like, is there a sex break that's about to happen here? The whole thing is like there's sort of this implied. I, there are a lot of what wants to be very clever dream metaphors and layers of logic. And I'm sure they really thought they were doing some high art here and it just comes off as very clunky. And I don't know if that is a function of we're watching something that was made 30 years ago. Right. Or I think, if I think that has something, a syndicated I, I, TV I think show. Yeah. yeah I, th- I mean, the budget on this show was pretty limited. So the fact that they did as much as they did, I, I thought but I it's a little was, it's all a little ham fisted. It's, it's it, oh I'm not saying that it's not. I'm just saying it that was like, symbolism. Visual. He was mad. <laughs> I gave him a red scarf. It's blood. Right. Oh, we forgot to mention the bleeding chair. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the, the bleeding chair is on chair. the rag. Um and the, the one thing that I, I wanted <laughs> to bring up it's getting ready to have baby chairs. Oh god, that chair became a woman today. <laughs> Tonight I celebrate you, slingback. Chair. You'll be a woman soon. (laughs) Saw you in the face. I sat on your face and you said. "Mm -hmm." Uh Uh-huh. What else? (laughs) You're so warm inside. (laughs) (laughs) What, too much? (laughs) You're an upholsterer's dream. Okay, that's cute. That's nice. No, it's nice. That's nice. You're so warm inside. Can you imagine getting just fucking rocked and the person goes, hey, you're really warm You're like a tauntaun in here. (laughs) I thought you smelled... You thought you smelled bad on on the the outside? outside. My pee-pee was chilly and you warmed it right up. Oh, God. I'm not sure what's worse. You talking about the warm or you calling it your (laughs) pee-pee? Well, only like a psychotic would be like your warm. Uh, (laughs) Well, also, only a psychotic adult man would be like, my pee-pee was cold and you made it warm. This is like porn stuff. This is like a This is T.T. Boy. (laughs) But he never called it his pee-pee. No, 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 no. Who had the shirt that said red creepy pee-pee? Guys. Oh God! I don't know. Was that was that Ron Jeremy? It might have been Ron Jeremy. Probably. I mean, that sounds like something I thought you were would... saying it was Matt. Yeah, I had a shirt that read "Creepy." <laughs> no, I thought I thought Me? you meant Matt Rose. No, he, yeah. he, he walked into his own joke and uh, let him let him okay. let him do That's it. That's how I married Kath. <laughs> that joke is so warm inside. Oh, I just can't wait to <laughs> slice that joke open and rest my carcass inside. <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying. It'll keep you warm until a better episode is built. (laughs) 
it is freezing in here. Yeah. And we got to get inside that chair. <laughs> uh, our good friend, uh, Professor Fink, comes Kyle. in. Kyle comes in and he's like, nonplussed. I think is the way to describe it. He's he's very, but I, but he's he finds it all curious. Oh, what what's good? I'm well, not going to do his well, action. Well, uh, the thing that, it doesn't. The yeah. thing that happens is he walks into the room and everything reverts back to normal for yes. a couple seconds and then until the nun's giant arm nun's arm comes, comes in. in, and that is when he is screeching, and that is an act break. Wasn't an act break because it was it was it was kind of hard to tell where the act breaks were. Mm-hmm. It was where the commercials were. Uh, okay. Really was the act break. And we will be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Yay. It's 1987. Do you know where Freddy is? There's no waking up from this nightmare. Nightmare on Elm Street, Part 3, Dream Warrior. First Friday, February 27th at a theater near you. Consult local listing. A Nightmare on Elm Street, Part 3, Freddy's Back. That was great. If you've seen 1 and 2, you have to see number 3. Totally bizarre. A total nightmare. It was better than all of them combined. Freddy's a nut. A Nightmare on Elm Street, Part 3, Dream Warriors, rated R. Now play- Freddy's, Freddy's a, a nut. nut. <laughs> oh, man, Freddy's, Freddy's a, a nut. nut. That kook, what's he going to get up to next? Oh, man, there's a part where he goes, what a guy. <laughs> what a nut. Whoa, what a nut. That guy, nuts. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. Let's just talk about it right now, all right? There's a part where you look at his shirt, you look under his shirt. And he's got people in there. He's got like babies and shit. <laughs> what a nut. <laughs> what a nut job. <laughs> Is part three, I think it's part four, the demon child or whatever it was. The dream, dream child. child. The yeah. dream child where they introduced the absolutely abysmal and horrible he's the son of a, a million. Raped nun. Yeah. No, no, no. That was three. Is that three? Uh, yeah, so he was mm-hmm. son of a thousand maniacs or whatever? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that is the worst yeah. bit about his... Like, you didn't need that for his backstory. No, no, why couldn't he just be crazy? I don't know. He could just be a bad guy? Yeah, why couldn't he just be a bad guy? He doesn't have to be crazy. He can just yeah. be a jerk. He's a nut. Oh. <laughs> Freddy? <laughs> guy, he's at it again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what a nut. I watched him eat a chicken wing, put it in his mouth, pulled it out. Clean as a whistle. It was his part, right? Freddy? It's just a skeleton. What a nut. What a nut. There's this part. Where like this junkie, his tendons go up to the sky. And he's like a marionette. He's like he's like Geppetto. What a nut. And then he got like syringe fingers. And he's like, wanna get high? What a nut. What a nut. This is part where, like, he goes, where's the bourbon, bitch? What a nut. What a nut. What a nut. guy. What a knucklehead. I love Dream Warriors. I know we've talked about it on the show. But one, we watched a lot because we had it on beta. Mm -hmm. Two, (laughs) 
<laughs> we watched. Beta. Well, I bring it up because we had it on beta. Yeah. It was like <laughs> it was on sale because they were dumping all the beta. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course. So two we had as well, but we were all like, "This, this is, isn't good." We all this know, is yeah. weird. Not yeah. a like. There's that school bus scene where it's just there's all oh the, two yeah innuendo yeah. yeah yeah. It's just it's a sweaty movie. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate it for what it was. Yeah, but it's it, funny to go back to now. It, it, right. It, it, well, I love that the star is just like it is the gayest horror movie. Yep. Of all time, like mm-hmm. he's like, no, oh, wear it with pride. It's they, great. They, yeah. Eventually, they were just like, nope, this is the gay horror movie. Yeah, and it's fine, which is great, and I love it. But boy, oh boy, when we get to three, three is a return to form, and it's yeah. When you get to three, it's like this is the story I thought I had. Two is just like, uh, let me write some slash fic. About yeah, <laughs> Freddie's gonna be a tongue in your ear. Hey, this is part. <laughs> This is fun. Wait, Freddy? He's on the phone. He's on the phone. His tongue comes out. He's like licking the guy. What a nut. He's a, Freddy's a nut. This guy, you don't oh, know what he's going to do. What a, a cuckoo what a bird nut. face. Yeah. What a cuckoo bird he's face. such a goof. I've seen him. Knife hands, right? Oh, yeah, his hands are knives. What a nut. What a nut. <laughs> I could do this bit. <laughs> Forever. It's not funny anymore. And it will be funny again. But that is a trope that I miss so much from commercials. Those man on the street uh, after the, the interview. Yeah. So you yeah. just watched Nightmare on Elm Street 3. What did you think? Terrifying. It was a thrilling shell. <laughs> he was he was hiding his head the whole movie. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> guy's a nut. <laughs> and then, you know, just Freddy's a nut. A nut. <laughs> Can we listen to it one more time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Of course okay. we can. But we have to also just see Just that it. part, yeah. Here we go. So this is the last... The testimonials. The last bit of testimonials that we see. A total nightmare. It was better than all of them combined. Freddy's a nut. Freddy's a nightmare. So... I want to know why two insurance salesmen and their and like their niece went to see that movie. You These, mean casual diva? <laughs> <laughs> Freddie's a nut. Freddie's nut. I got to get back to the office. <laughs> anyway, we this is a long lunch break for us, but we had. But to we got to see him. Got to see what that kook's up to next. This is part. <laughs> <laughs> Freddy's a TV. <laughs> and then he grabs somebody. And he rams the head of the TV. What a nut! There's this part where he becomes a video game. That is three, right? No. No, that's like four. That's like five or something. Ugh. Those are really bad. Yes. I have a very soft spot. I'm sure we've talked about it for... Uh, it's... Uh, What's number four? Uh, that's Dream Child, I think, or something something like that. Which is the one with... Um, it's like the, the, the dream girl. Like the main... The, the... I think that's four. Uh, it's, it's hard. I, I, I didn't really keep up with the series after three. Um, 
I was I was more of a Halloween. Well, you myself. missed out on this amazing movie that I can't even remember one. The detail. Dream Master. The Dream Master. Dream Master. Yes, I liked Dream Master a lot. Dream Master was a shitty movie, hmm. and I really liked it. There's well, that this is part <laughs> where this girl is lifting weights. Yes. <laughs> and then she turns into a cockroach. And Freddy's like, they can check in, but they can't check out. And he smashes it. What a nut. What a nut. It is, after three is basically when they just turn him into a body count machine. By way of uh, Tex Avery. Right. Yeah. 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 He becomes. Or Groucho Marx. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He becomes the Acme Institute. Yes. Teenage killer. Yeah. Application, yeah, like uh, the the episode of The Simpsons uh, where um, Willie mm-hmm. is is Freddie, and there's there, there's the part geez, where like they are in a cartoon and it has like the noises that go along mm-hmm. with it and stuff that. That was not far off at all. No, it wasn't any. It's it's tough to parody. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, three is just a complete movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The skull at the end, the skeleton at the end thing is very bizarre. Mm-hmm. But I, I felt like it. They just made too many of them. The thing about three to me is that Freddy's just a nut. <laughs> He's a nut. And we're back. Um, at this point, I'm like, he. It, it seems to me that he's just crossing the threshold between the real world and the dream world. Mm-hmm. And that's really what gets fleshed out here is that because he hasn't slept in so long, 15 days, his psyche is fractured and is bringing the dream world into this world. And uh, yeah, perf- he can't release his psychic energy. By dreaming, so he's putting it out into the world, which... At one point, I'm expecting uh, Professor Kyle to be like, so have you tried rubbing one out? See if that that knocks you out. Maybe that could fix this whole thing. Uh, The girlfriend served no purpose whatsoever. 40 to 60% of her lines were, what's going on here? What's that? What's this? Why are you doing that? What's happening? Well, you know, if he's Dante, <laughs> she's the angel that's with him. <laughs> well, we'll go together for some reason. Well, they went together because they both eventually fall into a dream pit. Yeah. There are, there are a few moments where I'm just like, why didn't you amp up the scares? Why didn't you amp I think this was supposed to be more surrealist. Because than- I think they went arty. Because they thought they were making this this arty, but I don't know. Like they, I think they're confused on what they were trying to make. Yeah, because they got the giant nun. They've got like <laughs> the giant nun on UPN. You got the giant uh, nun. You got the uh, Sally Field still looks great. Looks in that. great. Yeah, looks great. Um, but yeah, they they. They could have had the bully on the other side or the mugger on the mm-hmm. other side of the broken wall. Mm-hmm. They didn't do that. But then they decide to drop out the the floor in the room. And I mean, a trip through his psych, his subconscious could have been a great really seeing all of his fears and all of this terrible stuff. And no, you get in there and it's just 
Hey, a number two pencil. I like number two I pencils. Like I always use those. Let's talk about What's... this. This is insanity. So they so hey, after after crayons. the crayons. Yeah. After the act break, uh, we come back. Professor Kyle breaks down like you're bringing your dreams into the world. The floor breaks, and we get another Beetlejuice diorama plan pan or the Pee Wee's Playhouse opening yeah. that goes through like. Tiny a tunnel, town. Well, it, it goes through basically a tunnel of the, you know, God, was it the Island of Misfit Toys? This was the Tunnel of Misfit Toys. But there's like yes. a Frankenstein skull-y thing. There's weird stuff all over. And then they basically get into the back lot of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. <laughs> That's 100% what it is. Yeah. And they're, again, got 22 minutes to fill. And they didn't really write the episode, so they, they went to the actor who plays Alex and like, everything in here was in your childhood. Don't leave a single prop untouched. You mean these four things? They were big. We thought it would take more time. We thought it would take up more of the frame. Look at this. Jack in the box. Keep going, keep going. It um, broke. How do you feel? It made me sad. Next one. Just go. Just keep moving. Look at this. Tin soldier? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. What do you... My brother stepped on it. Oh, how did that make you feel? And I was real sad. Okay, just... just have a Look good at this. About... Yeah. A number two pencil. <laughs> I used those. <laughs> I used those. Abort. Oh, abort. Abort. <laughs> you mean... You were a child and you went to school? Yeah. Hey, that. crayon. <laughs> yeah, I always loved it's, crayons. It's even more upsetting when he goes to crayons and is like, I love crayons. Fuck this. God. <laughs> it was symbolism. His lost childhood. At crayons. Why? I mean, I'm sure they're cheap. Big crayons are cheap. <laughs> But this is so stupid. This is so stupid that this is what he's like. If you're going to spend whatever money they spent on these effects, they did a lot of visual effects, the practical effects should either line up or not be practical effects. Why not make it this? Why not make it a a cellar full of, you know, old junk and, you know, look at all these things, you know, and pull out the big crayon. I love crayons, but like... Those are the five things in your psyche? Yep. Just a just <laughs> simple <tin>. guy. <laughs> just a simple man. There is a moment that I was waiting for the whole thing, and I was like, so you mean to tell me that this college-aged man doesn't have any sexual fantasies going on? It's all nuns and dark stuff? Well, well and, and then was- he gets to the door. The door where his it's his girlfriend because he's chased, so he only thinks of his girlfriend with slightly damp hair. And- oh no, she was wet. She was wet, and she was like wiggling in front of a wet window. It was <laughs> <laughs> basically she is done up like Xanadu, like she's yeah. wrapped in sheets that are like or scarves, yeah. basically, and she is just oddly sexual not like full like oh i'm going for i'm a bad girl and if you want a good time 
one nine hundred. My cooch. <laughs> you said agent. <laughs> <laughs> Get inside. It's warm. Mm, I didn't quite get that. <laughs> Charlie, uh, Charlie is deceased. <laughs> <laughs> It's weird. He has to like hide the sexy door from his girlfriend because oh, I don't want her to know that she has have sexual but, feelings about her. I have sexual feelings. Like anything interesting, they just were like, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Can we go back to the pencil? We did spend a lot of money on that. <laughs> I just want to let you know that I used a number two pencil, the most common pencil, the pencil that they give everybody, Ticonderoga, indeed. Boy, I wonder what happened to that pencil. <laughs> Oh, I guess it's in my mind. Oh, I stuck it up my nose. These are all things I stuck up my nose. <laughs> and that is an act break. Jesus. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. There is nothing else that happens besides the woman behind the door, which they then close. And then uh, that's the act break, and we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Tired from tossing and turning all night long? Are you frustrated by endless snoring? Do you wake up with headaches and neck pain? Introducing Dream Sleep Pillow, the ultra-comfortable pillow that will give you the best sleep of your life, guaranteed. Look, ordinary pillows collapse. Your neck gets no support, leading to headaches, snoring, and neck pain. But Dream Sleep Pillow keeps its support all night long. The secret is Dream Sleep's interlocking comfort foam. Just fluff it up and the pillow holds its loft for the perfect support. Watch. This ordinary pillow collapsed from the weight of the bowling ball, but drop it on the Dream Sleep pillow and it springs right back. Other pillows heat up and disturb your sleep, but Comfort Foam allows cool air to flow freely, so you stay comfortable all night long. I'm a chronic snorer, and with the Dream Sleep pillow, I've completely stopped snoring. In the morning, I'd wake up with a pounding headache. With the Dream Sleep pillow, I sleep better than I've ever slept before. I bought the Dream Sleep pillow for my daughter because there's nothing more important than my child getting a good night's sleep. The reason Freddy people don't get good sleep is because they don't have proper cervical support from a pillow. The Dream Sleep pillow gives you proper support of the cervical spine and gives you deep, healthy REM sleep. Dream Sleep is antimicrobial and non-allergenic. Whether you're a back sleeper or a side sleeper, Dream Sleep Pillow will give you the best night's sleep you've ever had. You could pay $60 or more for a pillow with the same benefits as Dream Sleep. Order now and get the Dream Sleep Pillow for just $29.99. Try it risk-free for 60 nights. If you don't get the best sleep you've ever had, simply return it for a full refund, no questions asked. So call or click now. That woman caresses that pillow a in a very disturbing yeah. way. At least the pillow loves me. <laughs> we take you to the infomercial headquarters for Dream Sleep Pillow. Uh, we need to name this pillow, guys. Uh, uh, I, uh, good, pillow? Time, good time pillow. Good time pillow? All right, well, no I just be- said pillow because it's, <laughs> it's short, it's clear, and it's to the point. It says exactly what it is. Okay. I, well, my first guess was pillow, pillow, pillow. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, we're all we're all just shooting just shooting at it. What um, if we had Tony, Tony, Tony selling it? Ooh, feels good. Feels good. Wait a minute. What do you do on a pillow? I don't know. You sleep. Uh, Sometimes you eat. <laughs> <laughs> I you, got a problem. <laughs> you, you eat? 
on your pillow? Yeah. Yeah. Explain that to me. I can only eat ice cream sandwiches when I'm very comfortable. Otherwise, it hurts my teeth. Understood. Thank you. So we got eat, sleep, pillow. Eat, sleep, dream pillow. Wait a minute. Eat, sleep, dream pillow. I think I'm going to cut eat. Come on. Sleep, dream, dream, sleep, pillow. That is the worst. That is yeah. terrible. I don't know, guys. Cut to 20 years later and we've got my pillow. pillow. Oh, have you guys ever uh, read about the the guy? Oh, you mean former crack addict? Yeah. No, I haven't. Oh, man. It is a fascinating tale. It's weird because he certainly looks like a former crack addict. Yeah. Yeah. No, he... Uh, yeah. He... He's an evangelical, so he mm-hmm. that's how he got out. Yeah. Hey man, whatever it takes to stop doing crack. Stop doing crack. Yeah. Uh he he went on one last binge. Like he was still doing crack while they were getting the business up like off the ground and it I god, I don't remember where I read the story, but it was like uh, New York Times or something where they they interviewed him and he's very very open about everything. Mm-hmm. Uh and so he would just answer any question they had. It was it was fascinating. Yeah. Uh, I I would look it up and read it if it makes the dream pillow or the not the my pillow. pillow my pillow uh, puts that in in much different context. Interesting. Yeah, I'm interested, um, but I am more interested in us being back. Yay! <laughs> We come back, and now it's time to go through a Nightmare in Elm Street-esque scenario where a switchblade comes out of nowhere. Switchblade <laughs> comes out of absolutely a giant switchblade, like a hand with a switchblade, just kind of tries to cut them in half. And then we are we are thrust into the subway system, and we see Mugger Dice Clay. <laughs> oh, and the boombox! I forgot about the boombox! Yeah, yeah the boombox playing generic hip-hop. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty great. And we see him kind of, we see the mugger at the controls of the train because now Alex and uh, Megan are running. I'm from not going to lie. It looked like he was jerking off. It's definitely it did not look like he was, like he was playing with a train. Well, his train, but not not the It's the not control. great. No. no, it's. The girlfriend somehow realizes that the mugger represents his his fears and it was weird because before they went into the dream the dream state or the the subconscious the guy was like now you might see your doppelganger in yeah, there but he looks never nothing said. yeah yeah he looks nothing like the mugger that's not what yeah isn't a doppelganger doesn't it looks like right episode the episode where adrian barbeau was a witch yes and that guy had a doppelganger yes you know that yeah, so this was just a manif- a, a manifestation of his his fears and uh, bullshit. It's it's so upsetting. <laughs> so and he has to go give it a hug, I guess. Well, no, no, this well, is where they fight. This is where first, he he goes to fight him, and he gets his ass kicked. Oh yeah, it it was embarrassing to watch. And at this point, I'm like, I'm a magic mugger. Magic mugger. So I'm like, I'm I'm kind of done. I'm like, all right, whatever. I don't I don't care. 
And then Megan's like, can you accept him? Can I accept him? You know, like Jesus Christ into your heart. (laughs) And then uh, basically in the subway station, they have a face off and I'm like, the Matrix stole this. It does feel very (laughs) Matrixy. Not, I mean, it's clearly not at all. It is it's clearly not, but yeah, it's in, like in the way that it's a subway and a fight, right? <laughs> and terrible, and terrible, start to finish. But yeah, <laughs> it's very much like The Matrix. <laughs> what well, if I thought every episode was a lot like The Matrix? Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. All right, this one admittedly had some crossover. With yes. the Matrix. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens next time. So he goes to then embrace the mugger and accept his fears and hates. That's his irrational side. Mm-hmm. And he just sort of gives him a hug and he and then dissolves he, into Yeah, him. he fades into light and then... It's real Mazzy Star. Fade into you. Mm-hmm. Hey, when you hug your demon and he bursts into light, you know you've won? Yep. That's how it works. Yep. So I, I think this is where they... God, how, they I just forget. reverse the film of them falling yeah, into the yeah, ground. Yeah, everything yeah, gets they, reversed. They go back through the tunnel. And again, and, as slow as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, we are almost at time. Like, let's just slow her down. So the, you guys are exactly right. They they just reverse the film back up, and then they're back on the um, in the dorm room, the dorm mansion the palatial yeah yeah uh and al his name's alex right mm-hmm. yep. it doesn't matter uh, alex is like he cannot get into bed fast enough he hasn't slept in two weeks i don't blame yeah, him yeah 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 um and the so, girlfriend is like dtf like oh yeah yeah she's she, finally like so she basically roll. pushes the the professor out of the room. Marisa's like, just make sure you write everything down that happened. Close the door. And that's when she Yeah, that is when she starts to disrobe and she says, God, what? what? Now it I'm going like, to make Oh, yeah, now I'm going to make your wildest true. dreams come true. What the and man sleep? Motherfucker is like snoring. Like the, the feather is like floating above his nose like a cartoon. Like this is. He's was, done. Oh, yeah. Indiana Jones and Marion on the boat. Yeah. Yeah. My dude is donezo. And she's like, Oh, you men. And, and she's like, uh, Oh. <laughs> what a nut. What a nut. This guy. This guy's just this guy's a nut. He's sleeping. a nut. Oh, jeez, what sleeping a nut. Instead of boning. What a nut. <laughs> he thought it was going to, he thought he was going to chum or tinker. <laughs> Say that. <laughs> Say that with conviction if you're going to say it. Hey, she thought he he was going to chum her dinker. Now say it French. Oh, we oui, oui, chum my dinker. <laughs> the end. The end. And the end of the episode. Yay. Let's go back to the writer's room and let us see if there's anything that we could do to fix this fever dream. I think there was an interesting idea here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if it was executed more simply... Without all of the uh, without all of the effects, it could have even been more interesting or more uh, more fun to watch. I, I think you could have gotten rid of the girlfriend. I don't know why she was necessary. Agreed. Why not just have him? You know, oh, it's happening again. I'm going to call up my my professor. My professor is going to mention something. And well, but then would the professor go with him? 
Maybe. Okay, because I, I was just going to say that if if he was just walking by himself in there and narrating, then that falls into haunted exposition dumps and and you but know then if the whenever professor we make is fun in there, of the professor is in there with him and he can say no that's your sub that's your uh <laughs> your fears and stuff he could point okay. things out and it would make a lot more sense than having the girlfriend be like oh don't you see that's your irrational side it's like she's been fairly useless the entire mm-hmm. episode and now she's she's pointing that out i don't know so maybe that would work maybe or maybe give the girlfriend more of a purpose there you yep, go that too would you do anything, Matt? You sort of. I don't think so. I'm kind of checked out on it, honestly. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't think it's. It's fine, right? It's not. It's not fun. It's one of those that it's kind of hard to talk about because it was just like mm, we're kind of getting through it, right? It, it, it. Honestly, at the end of the day, I'm fairly impressed with the episode because they tried to take. They tried to yeah, do a lot. They I, tried uh, to do a lot. It's not mm-hmm. a bad episode. It's pretty simple. With a lot of flourish thrown mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, I mean, it looks a lot... Visually, it looks a lot different than previous episodes where they looked cheap. This looks cheap now. Right. But in 1990, this probably did not look nearly as cheap. If you threw three zeros onto the end of this budget, you've got the Phantom Menace. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. Uh, Jen, give us a scale. Oh, God. Uh, scale of one to ten. Number two pencils. Four. Three. Oh, wow. Oh, I was I was going to give it a five, guys. You can give it a five. You can give it a five. I'm, I just thought it was okay. There was no there there. I was... Like I said, I, if, if I would have saw this when it originally aired, I would have been like, whoa... Like because I think that it's going for a depth that turns out isn't there, but as a teenager I would have been like, "What's in my dreams?" <laughs> yeah, I guess. I just I'm uh, trying to think of what other things were out in 1990 that would have been um, like how how good did this look in 1990? I feel like it still must have looked pretty. Well, we're two away two years away from Jurassic Park, which. Uh, yeah, that was 93. Yeah. Yeah. Uh well, T2 came out in 91. So th- it looks like shit. Let's just Well, face but it. that that was also a huge budget movie for that time. Right. And it had fucking James Cameron and ILM like but working like, overtime. Twin Peaks was on at that time. Not it that was, I, but not that, that never had really that had that never really had special effects. I mean, that you know, it would have like a really tall guy in a red suit. Quantum or... Leap was on at that time. Mm, have you watched that recently? I watched it in the car on the way here. I watch it all the time. I was watching it while oh, we watched was... this episode. Well, I've been watching it right now. That's yeah. why I'm distracted. That's right. It's, I'm a big. If you leap hear me head. yawning, that's why. It's Super. a sleepy episode. Uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation was, I, and obviously these things have much bigger budgets, but I feel like technology. Well, I mean, when... Bobby's World. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great context. 227, that had a lot of special effects. The Adventures of Super Mario 3. Brothers. (laughs) The Flash Swamp Thing. So you keep saying some of these things 
together like it's one show. The Babysitter's Club, DuckTales. <laughs> you know, now you're, women now you're just going boss. through shows that aired. Mama's Family. Oh, God. I, I think that I have... I know Matt knows I fucking hate that show. Yeah. But... Every time that show would come on, I like even as a little kid, I would just get irrationally angry. I, you I know, I would too, show. and I don't know why it was a race to change the channel. Just I don't know what it was. They about. were the Mama's, worst. Mama's Family. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I fucking hate that show. I have watched more episodes of Mama's Family, and I can tell you this with absolute certainty. I couldn't tell you the plot to one of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what it feels like. Though, like I have watched. 20s of Mama's Family's episodes. Really? Because it was just... It was on. On. It was on Channel 20, yeah. And I love the Carol Burnett show. Here's, you know, mm-hmm. our little Vicki Lawrence doing her thing. It's Mama. But I always wanted Tim Conway to be there, and he wasn't. It's terrible. It's just a terrible show. But I watched it, and I, I don't remember anything about it. Oh, I mean, I remember the characters... Matt, Guys, do you think you I need have to go into your psyche <laughs> and fight Mama's Family? I have a website dedicated to Mama's Family slash fic. Oh, God. <laughs> That's my impression of Mama. <laughs> Freddy's a nut. He's a nut. Uh, you can get in contact with us at T from the Dark Side on Facebook and Instagram, TFTDS Pod on Twitter, T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. We still email. We love you. We miss you. We hope you have a wonderfully, wonderful week. Guys, hey. am I forgetting anything? Try, to, try to, enjoy to enjoy the, the daylight. daylight. Try to enjoy the daylight. Bye. Bye. Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by. Jen Hansen, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side. And on Twitter at TFTBS Pod. Email us at tfromthedarkside at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.